0: Reimagine Ambition is all about sharing stories, tips, and new ways of thinking about being a working parent. Especially designed for families living in this do it all world, on the podcast, we're looking to spark dialogue and inspire each other to find a more sustainable way to parent, work, and thrive. And here we are at episode three of our summer series. I hope the last two have given you something to think about as you move through summer and hopefully helped you to calm things down. This episode is Will also do the same, but not just for summer, really for your whole life. We're talking about the burnout cycle. And I wanna share four ways that have helped me to slow down and help me avoid burning out. And I wanna share a little bit about how I came to realize that burnout was actually more of a cycle for me than a one time deal. It was interesting because last week I spent some time going back to my old office and seeing colleagues from my last job. And it was so much fun, I had a great time. It's so nice to connect with people again and to actually be in an office, uh, which I hadn't done since before the pandemic. It was also bittersweet, though, because one of the reasons that I left my last position was because I had reached another point of burnout after the pandemic, like so many of us have. What was interesting for me was that I didn't only reach that point of burnout that one time and because of the pandemic. I really have burnt out multiple times over the course of my career. And each one sort of drove me to this place of feeling as though I needed to quit or have some kind of large scale reset in order to step out of burnout or fix the burnout. And what has been really interesting is that it wasn't until I left my last job and really started focusing on why I was burning out that I started to realize that it wasn't always necessarily the job or the environment or the type of work that I was doing. My burnout was really linked to the fact that I would wrap my entire identity, my entire sense of being, my entire sense of value into each one of my jobs. And when I did that, that meant that so much of myself was put into these roles in these jobs. And I would really put everything I had into my work. And then when I became a parent, I wanted to put everything I had into being a parent and serving my children. And then you have put me in the middle of a pandemic where I've got to do both at quite literally the exact same time with you know two toddlers running around the house while I'm also trying to run meetings. Uh, It just blew up. It, it, It wasn't the right situation. And it really wasn't right for any of us. And like so many other people during the pandemic, I hit this you know third burnout cycle for myself. And that was the one that led me to say, you know what? I know I need something different. I'm not sure what it is, but I've got to go be on my own in order to figure it out. And what's been really interesting in prepping for this podcast was to read a little bit about people have actually continued to burn out and at higher rates post-pandemic than we even did during the pandemic. And there was a study done recently that actually burnout rates have gone up by 4% since 2021. And those people most impacted, as you would probably imagine, are women and also young people, so between the ages of 18 and 29. Um, So people are really feeling burnout still to this day. I know that there are a lot of factors that contribute to burnout. Some of them are out of our day-to-day control, right? So As a society, we need better child care for families. We are all facing the struggles of inflation. We've got people being laid off and new job opportunities needed. There are expectations for your role or that you have for your career. So there's several different things that contribute to and make you feel burnt out that are completely out of your control or kind of external factors. And in fact, it can make us feel like we can't get out of a burnout cycle without Crawling into a hole and just staying there um, and hiding from whatever might be around us in the world, which I have definitely thought about time and time again. We want the large scale social changes or we want to leave a job and find something new to have a reset. But what I found over the past two and a half years since leaving my position and really having the time to focus on myself and dig a little bit deeper and understand why these cycles of burnout were happening, I've found four really small steps that we can take to manage burnout every single day. Because the truth is, I might have left my full time regular job, but I still burn out. I still find myself getting to points of overwhelm and wanting to crawl in a hole and cover myself. But I, I can't do that all the time. And what it led me to understand is that so much of my personal burnout cycle was actually more associated with the importance I was putting on whatever task I was doing, whether it was caring for the kids, doing my you know job and my work on a project, or taking care of the house, whatever it was, I was driving myself to that sense of burnout. And so I've come to believe and experience that these foundational tips are actually more helpful than crawling in the hole and hiding or quitting a job or boycotting laundry, all things that I've tried to do in order to help burnout. So let's get to the tips. There are four key tips. One, sit still long enough to notice that you're burning out. Step two, talk about it openly. Step three, seek support. And four, regulate, regulate, regulate. And we'll talk about what I mean by that. So in the first one for sitting still, people would always say that I was so calm that I could handle a work crisis without a sweat. And what people didn't know was that most of the time inside, I was like a buzzing bee, whether it was a crisis at work, whether it was trying to figure out how to um, work with my kids or the things that they needed. All of it felt very hard to me. And I would have this buzzing sensation. I don't know how else to describe it. Or this like constant pattern of thoughts in my mind, always going. And so even though on the outside, I looked really calm on the inside, I was burning out. I was reaching these moments of burnout only I didn't know it. I was moving so fast, pushing through anything that came my way that I actually didn't even know I was burning out until my body gave out. And that's what happened this last time that I burnt out. I ended up with these terrible headaches and it took me weeks to figure out what was going on. And so what I learned through that experience was that I really need to needed to start making a point of sitting still, checking in, and really listening to the buzzing and listening to the thoughts taking note of when I was pushing too hard and consciously choosing to slow my pace in order to prevent the burnout or to pull myself out of burnout faster. And I know that sounds almost too simple. And I know meditation isn't for everyone and yoga isn't for everyone. And so I would encourage you to find the thing that does work for you. And maybe it's a walk, maybe it's uh, listening to music maybe it's just sitting on the couch for five minutes and closing your eyes. Take a minute to sit still long enough to understand what's happening in your body and whether you're burning out or not. The second tip is to talk about it openly. So the other thing that happens when I notice burnout coming, um, I needed a language to communicate about it. Like, the only thing i could think about saying was that i was stressed then you know the people around me would just think oh she's irritable cuz things are hard or she's irritable because um you know work is difficult but over time i learned a language that helped me to articulate and name how i was feeling when i started to burn out and so it's things like i i would say this and i still say it quite a bit all right i'm reaching capacity my brain is full um recently we've started to say things like my nervous system needs a break. Like It's not even about the amount of work that's happening or the things that need to be done. It is just simply like, I can't take it. My nervous system needs to go for a walk or I need to take a break. And it's really interesting how having a language can make such a difference, how using these phrases can help everybody get in sync and on the same page with what's happening. Um, And in particular, it's really helped my husband and I to have this language so that he could start to understand the difference between what was just a bad day, like, all right, I'm just not feeling it today. It's just a bad day. And what was actually me on the brink of burnout. And we've found that simply articulating the feelings has really helped me also personally have more grace for what's happening and learn to take action faster to put my tools to use to calm my nervous system. And we're going to go through some of that now. So the third tip is seeking support. This one's actually tough because we're taught that we should be able to handle everything on our own. And the bottom line is we can't and we shouldn't have to. I know we talk about a village a lot here, but it's because I believe so strongly in the importance of relying on others for help and reminding yourself daily that you do not have to do it alone and you do not have to be the one to do everything. It's also important to recognize that support can come in a variety of ways. It could be drinks with your best friend. It could be getting an impromptu babysitter, going out to lunch with your mentor, Joining a mastermind with a coach or having your therapist on speed dial, whatever it looks like for you, you get to decide. But at the base foundation of it, it is choosing in your mind and being intentional to say, it is okay that I need help in order to get through this period of time, in order to get through this season of life, in order to achieve all the amazing things that I want to achieve. So I would encourage you today to build a list of three to five people who are three to five people, even if just one is enough, but if you can find three to five that you can call when your brain starts to get full. So when you start to sit down and listen and you hear that your brain is full, your nervous system is tapped out, who's one person that you can call to try to work through it and figure out what comes next? And then the last tip that I have is all about regulation. Regulate, regulate, regulate. And I've spent a lot of time over the past few years learning about the neuroscience of burnout. And what I've learned has actually blown my mind. There are things that we are not being taught in school, we are not being taught at work that can really make a huge difference in the way that you approach work and life and parenthood. And I actually never understood how connected our minds and our bodies are um, and how the Telltale signs of burnout can show up in my body way before my mind even realizes it's present, especially if I'm not stopping to listen. And I, what I found over the past few years is if that is that if I take time to regularly regulate my nervous system, I can really keep things in check. And there are a ton of great exercises that you can do to help calm your nervous system. And we're actually working with um, someone to help our kids do this too. And it is fascinating. And I'll share some videos on Instagram to help give you some more resources and, you know, check you into some of the people that I follow because they can tell you far better than I can about how to regulate your nervous system. But for starters, I want to just share one thing that you could do today if you're feeling burnt out or if you can if you're feeling like you're reaching that edge. And you just keep it simple and just breathe just a few times a day. Stop the madness wherever you are, whatever's going on. You can do it with your kids, but stop and breathe. And it's five seconds in, five seconds out, and do it a few times until you can just feel your body calm down. And if you put that into practice regularly, you'd be shocked at how much this one small act can help you regulate and keep your burnout at bay. I know burnout has become a way of life for so many working parents, but it doesn't have to be this hard. You can shift out of burnout. You can stop the cycle from reoccurring. And you know, these four tips are some simple ways that you can do it on a daily basis. There's a whole lot more behind it and a whole lot more that you can do. Feel free to check out our Instagram account at Reimagine Ambition for more tips and resources on all things work life and parenthood. And also check out our website for some resources that can also help you put some intentional choices in place in order to really like stop the pattern of burnout and step out of that cycle anytime you need to. But for now, I encourage you to just try to breathe. Until next time.